Lucy moved to Cali and now she barely sleeping. And Haley's in the valley and all we eat is vegan. And Sadie's such a baddie, I see her every weekend. But I can't decide if she's the one. Cause I like to hike with Ruby. Bridget, she likes the movies. Claire thinks she's my girl, but I... What is up, Deej? Um, right now you're my only listener, so I played a song called DJ. Um, it's a really good song by William Bolin. He is, uh, one of Kyle's friend's cousins, so I kind of have a connection to him, but we talking Elite Eight today, baby. I am excited for this. Um, you know, we've, it's been a pretty good tournament so far. Not, not really any Cinderella stories. Um, you know, we, it's, it's been a pretty pretty uh, straightforward tournament for the most part, which, you know, you get the people what they want by having putting good actual good teams in it, but, you you know, people are still pissed off that there's no Loyola or, um, uh, you know, just Butlers, those kind of teams in there. Uh, but, you know, I as a basketball fan, you know, you like that stuff, but I like to just have the good teams. Um, play to uh just for more competitive games but you know this it's been pretty a lot of the games recently man they've been they haven't been too good but uh you know you, you work with what you can get and you know the NCAA tournament's always good doesn't matter what doesn't matter what it is um uh but yeah big 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 weekend for us basketball fans or we basketball fans so uh you know we're excited it's the last weekend before the final four only you know seven more games however, however many it is um so we're just gonna talk about the games uh today on march 30th we have gonzaga versus texas tech and virginia versus purdue um so i'm gonna touch on those games first and then we'll move on to kentucky auburn duke michigan state um, yeah, I think this Gonzaga-Texas Tech game is going to be a really good game, starting here in a few hours, uh, but I think Texas Tech is actually going to pull this out, and I want them to. I want Texas Tech in the Final Four big time. I, I'm a big fan of this team. This team has really showed that they can play ball. I mean, Jarrett Col- Culver is unreal, and I'm not a huge Gonzaga guy. I have a feeling you are, but, um, I'm not a huge guy for Gonzaga, but. Yeah, uh, a couple players to watch, as I said, Jarrett Culver, um, Rui Hachimura, whatever the fuck you say, man, I don't know how to say that name, Hachimura, uh, Perkins for uh, Gonzaga, and uh, I can't think of his name, Tyreek something, why can't I think of that dude's name, I gotta look him up real quick, I think it's Tyreek Evans, um, for Texas Tech, uh, he... They put, their defense is really, um, really good. Tyreek Owens, that's who I meant. Um, I said Evans? Did I say Evans? Yeah, I said Evans. I meant Owens. Um, yeah, a couple of coaches. You know, I'm a, I like Mark Few, but he's, he, I don't know, he just, he always gets to their tournament, but, you know, they're always a number one seed, but they never close it out, you know? And I just, I don't know. But uh, I think Matt Painter for Purdue is honestly one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball right now. He should be considered for top 
level jobs, and he has made Purdue a top-level job. So good for him, good for Purdue, even though I'm not a big Purdue guy. Um, but, you know, they started out 5-6, and six, and now in their, now they made an Elite 8 run, potential Final Four, and they can beat this Virginia team. So look for them to actually make it to the Final Four, even though I'm not um, actually just straight, saying it straight up. Not rooting for them at all. Um, but, I mean, props to them. They had a great season. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Carson Edwards really stepped up as a leader. I mean, hopefully he's gone after the season, but who knows. Um, but, yeah, players to watch in the Virginia game is Kyle Guy, their point guard. What's their point guard's name? I can't I think of it. Um, I think it's, like, Number 11, Ty Jerome. Yeah, Ty Jerome, he's good. Um, Salt, he's a key player. And obviously for Purdue, Carson Edwards, Matt Harms, and Ryan Klein. And look for look for Nogel Eastern's defense to be key in this game because Virginia can't score that well, so Purdue's got a good defensive team. So look, even though I'm not – I don't like to say it, but look for Purdue to win this game and head to the Final Four, and look for Texas Tech to win this game and head to the Final Four. All right, so we're going to move on to the other the games on my birthday, um, Sunday, March 31st. Man, how about Auburn this tournament? Auburn is the Cinderella story in Texas Tech and Purdue. They are the quote-unquote Cinderella stories. But, man, Auburn, what did they do last night that made them so good? Like, they just almost dropped 100 points, not in overtime, against a good North Carolina team. That's insane. Good for Bruce Pearl. I'm happy for Bruce Pearl. And good for their team. Um, like, that uh, Okiki guy went down. That was really sad. Bruce Pearl got pretty teary-eyed at the end of the game um, because he knew he was hurt bad. And, um, you know, he's been such a heart of the team and, He's really on the rise to be a star. So hopefully Chuma Okiki can bounce back and um, make a difference next year for them. But, you know, props to Jared Harper. He had, I think, 10 and 11 assists yesterday. Um, it's doing that. Having a double-double in the tournament is key for winning, especially when you drop 11 assists. You know, you're making everyone better if you have 11 assists. So I'm really happy for Auburn to win, to make it to the lead eight. But um, they got a tough tough match ahead of them tomorrow with Kentucky um that's a tough one they played before they played this season who won do you think I don't know Auburn versus Kentucky basketball score wow so back in January they played in Kentucky won by two and then they played again in February, and Kentucky won by 27. So I'm thinking maybe Kentucky was home that second game, but um, it's hard to beat a team three times. So I look for Auburn to win this game, actually. Um, I mean, Auburn can really just shoot themselves in or out of a game with their three-pointers. Like against Tennessee, they literally shot 45 threes. That's insane amount of threes. Um, but, yeah, look for that game to be a really, really good game, obviously. Um you know, SEC game, two physical teams, two scoring teams. Uh, yeah, but look for that. It wouldn't be a good game. And then the biggest game of them all, um, Michigan State versus Duke. Um, I have this later in my notes saying touch on Duke playing with fire, um, but 
I think this is going to be a good game, especially if Cam Reddish is out. Um, Cam Reddish, I said earlier in the podcast, I don't know if that was the one you didn't get, but I said he was, he's the X factor to this Duke team. And he, he went out before the Sweet 16 game with a mysterious knee injury that no one really knows except for the team what happened. And he's listed as questionable for the Elite Eight game. So, you know, you you know he's going to be itching to get out. If he can go, he will go. But if he can't, he will not. Um, if he can if he can run and cut, he's going. But if what's more serious, he's going to sit out because he doesn't want to risk his draft stock. But um, I'm trying to think who's going to – who is MSU going to match up with the size of Barrett and obviously Zion? I think you got to put Ward with Zion, but Ward isn't athletic enough to hang with him. So I'm thinking maybe have Xavier Tillman on Zion because Tillman has gotten a lot more athletic and beefy. But Cassius is going to – I think McQuaid's going to have to guard Barrett. Um, so look for those two matchups to be key. If Xavier Tillman can hold down – or maybe even Aaron Henry might be guarding – Barrett, but I, I, I would assume Matt McQuaid's going to take him. Uh, I think if Cassius just plays like how Cassius plays, I think MSU's got a great shot to win this and head to the Final Four, which would be immensely huge for this Tom Izzo t- season and his players. Um, I wrote down in my notes, could this be Tom Izzo's best season ever? You know, you could really make an argument. Obviously, his national championship teams being... Um, his best seasons, but like if you think about this team, what he has gone through to take them to at least to the Elite Eight, it's crazy. He lost, he had injuries throughout the whole season, losing Josh, losing Nick Ward for a couple games, or yeah, for a couple games, losing McQuaid for a game or two here and there, and then losing um, Kyle Orange late in the season. And Cassius hasn't been a hundred percent all the time because he's had to play so much. Like if you really think about it, this could be. If they make it to the Final Four, this is easily a top three team Izzo has ever coached. This is one of Izzo's best. This could be Izzo's best coaching season overall. The way he has dealt with all that adversary, adversity to deal with all this stuff, all these injuries, having a, a damn good Michigan team to play and beating them three times, like that's never really happened. So this this could be really labeled as one of Tom, or not one of if they make it to the Final Four, this is Tom Izzo's best coaching season he has ever had. And he loves this team so much. He wants to get to the Final Four. He wants this one bad. You know it. And playing Duke, he's going to come out firing because if you look at that record against Duke, he has. It is asshole. It is asshole. So he is looking to make that record better, beat Duke, beat this Duke team to go to the Final Four. Beating Zion, beating R.J. Barrett, beating Cameron Think about that on top of everything else Tom Izzo has had to go through. Think about how big that would be for him in his program. That could draw a lot of, you know, MSU's a top-tier team or, you know, program. That's going to draw a lot of eyes. Beating Zion, beating R.J. Barrett is hard to do. Not many teams that did it. If they do it to go to the Final Four when everybody picked Duke to go to the National Championship and win the National Championship, that is going to say a lot about Tom Izzo as a coach couple years ago when we had Miles Bridges as a freshman or sophomore I don't remember we lost to Syracuse it was actually last year people turned their back so quickly on Izzo after we lost that game to Syracuse last year that he's always a horrible coach he just didn't know how to play with his two best players being sophomores and a freshman he needs to have 
experienced leaders. Exhibit A, Cassius Winston, Nick Ward, Kenny Goins as his star players. He can't have freshmen. He needs those guys to come off the bench and make an impact there because he can't have a freshman or sophomore leader, in my opinion. So props to Tom Izzo, props to this team. I love everything that they're doing, and I want them to make it to the Final Four so bad. Prove all the doubters wrong. Prove Not even the doubters. Prove everybody wrong that Duke is... They, Duke should have lost the last two games, too. That's the, that's the most unreal thing to me. And I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that Duke won just because, you know, MSU actually gets their shot at it. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. And you should, too, because this is going to be a hell of a game. Or they could just go fucking off and MSU could get a lose by 20. Wouldn't be surprised with that either. But let's keep our heads out high and let's go. Let's go in this game. They're going to be playing. They're going to be pumped. They're going to be good. Let's go. I'm excited. Wow, I got pretty into it there. Um, sorry about that. I know you, you didn't want me to talk about Michigan State the entire time, but I, I thought that was a really good topic to talk about. Tom Izzo's best season. Um, so we're going to talk one more thing about Michigan State. Um, man, that Sweet 16 game, two players you probably never heard of, DJ. Maybe Aaron Henry after all the Tom Izzo coaching scandal, whatever, you know, the bullshit, like yelling at him. But Gabe Brown, I bet you've never heard of him because he doesn't play that much. He went off for... 25, 20 points. That's unreal. What happened? I don't know. He probably scored more points in, in that game than he did the whole season. That's saying something. So I don't think he can do it again, but if he does, man, that is awesome. Good for those two kids. And after all the quote-unquote, if you could see me right now, I'm air quoting um, with my one good hand, uh, uh, you know, all the adversity Aaron Henry had to go to, through, and it kind of just is so... Good to see that Aaron Henry bounced back after getting yelled at and dropped a 20-bomb when he only scores, like, six points a game. Good for him. Good for Tom Izzo for, you know, basically proving what it is, what he does. Um, so we're going to move on to... What? Yeah, we're going to move on. Um, what the fuck happened to UNC last night? Um... Like seriously, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how they lost by seventeen. That's unreal to me. Uh, it was only a two point game at half, and then they just, they just. I I loved I love this UNC team. I love Roy Williams and, um. And you know it's kind of sad to see Cam Johnson of, Kobe White and, those guys to, you know leave in uh, only a Sweet 16 performance, and I feel bad for those guys, but props to Auburn, like I said earlier. Um, I mean, Roy Williams has been here before, the National Championship winning it two years ago, but this this UNC team, had, in my opinion, was the best overall team in the nation, but I clearly was wrong. Um, but... Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. I literally couldn't tell you why. I th- you know, I didn't really watch the game and I should be watching the games, but um I th- you know, like I said earlier, Auburn is such a good uh three-point scoring team that they can literally shoot themselves in or out of any single game they want to, and they really proved that against um Tennessee in the SEC Championship game. And uh, I'm trying to find the three-point headline or three-point stats, but 
It's not good reception in my f- fucking closet. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Alright, we'll just move on. We don't we don't know what happened to UNC, but okay. Duke playing with fire the last two uh last two games, huh? Yeah, it's it's crazy. They should have lost both games. Um it's never good to play with fire as an MSU fan, we know that. You know, we played with fire against Bradley, we played against Middle Tennessee State with fire. Uh, it's not good to play with fire. Don't play with fire, kids. Don't play with matches. Just do your business. Get out of there. Win the game. You know, it's it's simple as that. You don't need to fuck around. You don't need to fuck around. Just do your shit. Do your job. Win the game. Don't play with fire. You don't need to. You don't need to. It's not... And, you know, hopefully this is where Duke's season will come to an end this game. I don't know. I don't, are you rooting for him, DJ? I don't know. I can't. I can tell you. I think you will be rooting for Duke, but, um, but seriously, that Duke's got to stop playing. Coach K, if they want to, if they want to win a national championship, they got to get their shit together because they're not winning a national championship playing like this. They're gonna play a good enough team who will knock them off and not let them, not let them get by again with missing two wide open shots. You're not gonna have that. Uh, we talked about. Cam Reddish earlier. I think he's a pivotal part of the team. Uh, if he's hurt, you know, that sets them back a little bit and puts Michigan State at a better performance because I don't know who the fuck could guard Cam Reddish on MSU's team. So, you know, never really hoping for a serious injury, but hopefully he sits out this this game and um, his career as a Duke Blue Devil is, is done. As much as I like Cam Reddish, I want him, I want his Duke career to be done but not have a serious injury. Like, you know, it's just a little sprained ankle. Uh, so, second to last topic we're going to talk about um, is jersey matchups. You know, it's kind of just keeping it fun, keeping it light. So, we're going to start off with, this would be my bracket if we were doing jersey matchups. Um, so, Texas Tech Gonzaga. You know, Texas Tech got them dope Under Armour. Basketball jerseys, you know, red. You know, they look clean. Uh, easy easy win for them. Uh, I think you know who I'm going to have to win the national championship, but uh, we, I guess we'll just see if you actually knew or not. Um, Purdue, Virginia, I'm a big fan of orange and blue, so got to give it to, and, you know, gold and black is not very appealing, so I'm going to go with Virginia on this one. Auburn, Kentucky is an interesting one because Auburn's got some classic, you know, you know, just some All Saints Academy basketball jersey type jerseys, and I like that. But I love Kentucky's blue and white. It's just clean, 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 clean. But I'm gonna give it to Kentucky. Um, Duke's got Duke's throwbacks are nice that they wear a lot, but I hate when they wear. I fucking hate when they wear like their white numbers on their white jerseys. Those are disgusting. So giving that, give me, give me, give me that with MSU, especially in their nice script. Mmm, script jerseys, man. Those fuckers are nice. All right, so Texas Tech going to the national championship over Virginia for jerseys. I just Texas Tech got some nice ones, and MSU's going to the national championship. And if MSU, if if that actually happens, MSU would be wearing their script jerseys in the national championship. So there you go, that'll happen. There's your national championship for jerseys. Best jerseys in the Elite Eight, Michigan State, in my opinion. Call me biased. I don't give a fuck. Those are the best jerseys. If they're the script. If they're the script, those things are sexy as fuck, and you cannot deny that. 
You cannot deny that, DJ Needham. Those jerseys are nice as hell. All right, I like to end with a little story. So um, today I went over to my grandparents' house and uh, dropping off. I don't know if you know my cousin Spencer. He has cancer right now. So uh, we've been collecting pop cans for his chemo treatments to pay for it. And um, we went over, got a wristband, uh, dropped off some cans. Uh, wristbands for my cousin, nice support. Um, but we were just going to drop off. They weren't home. My grandparents weren't home. So we were dropping off cans. And then as we were about to leave, my grandpa pulls up. So we sit. We sit and talk with him for a bit. Um, and then being the old person he is, you know, he doesn't really get doesn't really get technology too much. So, um and he just bought a couple DVDs, you know, who who the hell has DVD players anymore besides old people? Um but so he didn't but like he bought them and his DVD player wasn't working, quote unquote, you know, old people just don't know how to work that shit. So I'm my dad's trying to help me and I literally just like like dad if you just let me do it I will fix it like I know way more than you about this stuff and and so I get there and I start examining it like what the fuck's wrong with it and I get there and I'm like you know the you know the old component things where it's red yellow and white plug-in I I go and I'm like all right so DVDs don't have HDMI cords at least I thought and I go and that, I thought that was the problem the whole time it wasn't working wasn't working wasn't working wasn't working I was like, what the fuck? This pissed me off. So now I take the whole thing out, and I'm like, there's a goddamn HDMI cord on it. So I'm like, this could have been so much more simple. And I just switched it to HDMI 2, put the plug in HDMI 2. It works. And then I have to go over how to change it from TV to HDMI 2 like 16 times my grandpa, who's deaf as fuck, can't understand a word I'm saying. So then I'm just sitting there just talking, like getting frustrated. Not really, but... And then finally he figures it out, and then I have to put on subtitles for him. Got to put on all the shit for him so he can hear or see. And then I'm just like, dude, I don't know what it'd be like if I just didn't know how to work technology like that. Like, that's so weird to me that that happens. And, like, it's so odd to me if I didn't know how to, do like, work a DVD player. That's crazy. But, um, you know, that wasn't the best story, but... You know, I like to end it on a story, and that just happened today, so it's fresh in my mind. But, um, we'll be back for the final four in a week, so stay tuned, buddy. And outro, please. Thank you. You really know me, I'm bad, being lonely. Yeah. That's why I'm always playing alone. Hey, good, sh- good show today, guys. Thanks uh, for all the help. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, y- y'all can take off. Yep, okay. Yeah, have a good day. Text me about those games, please, alright? Yeah, thanks, man. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna do too much for my birthday, I don't think. I'm just gonna sit here, eat some food, play some video games, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not, not doing too much, I don't think, but. Yeah, okay. See you, man. Yeah. Alright, cut. <laughs>